Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favorite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today I'm going to be going over some of my predictions for the future of the game. Things that I think are going to happen at some point in the game, and a few things that I think never will happen in the future of the game. It's some fun speculation. It's a chance for us to chat about where we think the game is heading, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. But first, a really, really important announcement before we get to that. Um, Those of you who are on the Discord server and or on our Facebook page will already know, um, but there's an announcement that I've been putting off making because it's a really bittersweet announcement, and it's that I have made the difficult decision to put the Memory Gauge podcast on indefinite hiatus. I'll get up to episode 100. I'll release episodes up to episode 100 because that's just a nice round number to end on. And I like ending on a noun round number. But then after episode 100, there will be no more episodes of the podcast for the foreseeable future. I still enjoy podcasting. I really enjoy getting on here and making this show for you. But... My life is in a really different place than it was when I started the Memory Gauge all the way back at the end of 2020. It's been a long time, and now my attention and um, my time is being pulled in different directions, and I just don't have the ability anymore to keep making the podcast to the schedule and the quality that I think it deserves and that you all deserve. So rather than get stuck into a rut that I'm already kind of stuck in, to be honest, where each episode is just taking way too long, it's a struggle to produce, I've decided to just put a pin in the show definitively on my own terms. Back when I began the Memory Edge podcast, I had a few aims, and my first aim uh, was to make a show about the Digimon card game that I would enjoy listening to. I love podcasts, and I I love the Digimon card game, I knew that I was going to really enjoy it, and i in this moment, you know, this was before the game officially released in English. And I was thinking to myself, boy, I hope somebody makes a good podcast about this game because I would love to listen to that. And then I thought, well, maybe I could be the person to make that podcast. I'll make the show that I would want to listen to about this card game. And then there, then it will definitely exist. I can make sure that it exists. And I think I was successful with that. I'm really proud of the show, what it's become and what I've been able to do with it. And then my second aim with the show was to help grow the Digimon card game community, make sure that the game had a good community in English. And I think I've been successful in contributing to that as well. Everybody on the Discord, everybody on the Facebook page, all you listeners of the show, you've formed an amazing community beyond anything that I dreamt would happen when I first sat in front of that microphone and thought, boy, I hope one person I'm not related to listens to this show. Your passion and kindness have meant the world to me these past three years, and I'm so, so grateful. And that's why I say that this announcement is bittersweet, not sad. I hate endings. That's why I'm calling this a hiatus rather than an ending, because I do want to leave the door open to come back in the future, create more episodes if circumstances allow. Maybe. I'm definitely not guaranteeing that, but I want to leave the door just a little bit open. I'm also going to keep the Discord open and running. I'm still going to hang out there. I'm even going to keep up the box opening streams and I'm going to aim to keep up the January series tournaments as well because those have been really fun for me as well and it's something I want to keep up. And maybe I'll, with the extra time I have, I might be able to run more events over there as well. I'm still planning out what that's going to look like, but I definitely want to keep it open for everybody. But anyway... uh. That's a bit sad. It was hard to say, 
but thank you for your understanding. Thank you for all of your support over these last three years. And of course, thank you so much for listening. After that bit of bittersweet news, we also have some exciting announcements, some fun announcements. As I said, I'm going to finish on the 100th episode and that is coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I wanted to make it a celebration of the Memory Gauge podcast as a whole and our community. So I'm looking for contributions from you listeners. If you have a question you want to ask me, I'm going to do a bit of a Q&A. Or if you just have a message of thanks, of support, of why are you doing this to me, whatever it might be, I want to get include your voices and your messages as well. So if you would like to contribute to the 100th episode, if you would like to contribute a question or a message that I will read or play on the podcast, there are three ways that you can do that. And I have to limit it to three ways because otherwise I'm not going to be able to keep track of everything and I don't want to miss anybody's message. I'm going to get everything that I can into that episode. So if you want to contribute, firstly, you could email me your message to memorygagepodcast at gmail.com and make sure that the subject line is episode 100 message. You could send your message into the episode 100 thread that I am about to create in the Discord server. There'll be a thread for episode 100 and you can send your message in there. Or you can reply to the episode 100 post that I'm about to make in the Facebook group. That is another way you can send through your message or your question. If you want, you can send an MP3 audio clip that I can play on the show. Uh, Try to make sure it's good quality, but I'm not asking everybody to go out and buy a microphone or anything. I'll still play your message and I'll do the best I can with it. Or you can just type out something that you would like me to read on the show. Make sure that you include your preferred name in your message so I don't mess it up and call you by a name you don't want me to call you. And submissions for that are going to close on Friday, September the 8th. So Friday, September the 8th, that is the last day I'm going to accept submissions for that because I have to cut it off somewhere, unfortunately, and actually create the episode. So if you want to contribute to that, email me, memorygagepodcast at gmail.com, episode 100 message in the subject line. Uh, Reply to the episode 100 thread on the Discord or reply to the episode 100 post in the Facebook group with your message or your audio recording or your question, whatever it might be. I'm going to aim to get everything every one of those that I can into the episode. So make sure you submit it so you don't miss out. Be a part of the last episode. Be a part of our final celebration. It's going to be big. It's going to be sad. It's going to be happy. I'm really looking forward to it, kind of in a weird way. And I hope you want to be part of it too. And then finally, our final, final thing that we're going to be doing is celebrating episode 100 of the podcast. And I guess celebrating sort of the finale of the podcast by taking down my white whale. So, over on twitch.tv slash Connor EFMG on Friday, September 15th at 7pm EST, or for my Oceania friends, Saturday, September 16th, 9am AEST, I will be streaming a box opening of Special Booster version 1.0, and I am going to finally open a Gallopmon in a booster pack and uh, beat the Gallimond curse. We're going to break the Gallimond curse, finally. If you want to be a part of that final sort of stream for the podcast, if you want to be a part of that moment that I know is going to happen, I know I'm going to be able to get this Gallimond out of a booster pack, 
Make sure you're tuned into twitch.tv slash Connor EFMG Friday, September 15th, 7 p.m. EST, or for my Oceania friends, Saturday, September 16th, 9 a.m. AEST. Hope to see you all there. Now for our main topic. So today I wanted to just make some predictions about the future of the game. Uh, kind of because I won't be around to comment on things in the future of the game. So I wanted to get my thoughts out now, but also because I think it's just really fun to speculate about where the game might be heading, to take what we know about the game, what we already know is coming down the pipeline and say, hey, maybe this is going to happen. Maybe this is going to happen. And some of those guesses are going to be wild. Some of those predictions are going to be fairly restrained. There's a couple I think definitely will happen. There's a couple I think definitely won't happen. But it's just going to be a bit of fun and hopefully you enjoyed listening to these as well. And then later you'll get a chance to submit your own predictions. But remember that these are all just guesses. Really none of us can know unless we work for Bandai what's coming down the pipeline beyond what's already been sort of revealed. So take all of these with a grain of salt. Firstly, I'm going to talk about things that I think we will see added to the game. Firstly, I think we're going to see other card types with counter. So recently we got Ace Digimon, which are Digimon cards that have a counter timing where you can Digivolve, basically add a new counter timing on your opponent's turn. So it's a reaction to something that your opponent is doing. It's the first effect sort of of its kind we've been able to see in the Digimon card game, which usually doesn't have a lot of... um you don't have a lot of control over what you can do in your opponent's turn. This is sort of, an for magic people, an instant speed effect. It's a reaction. It's a way to counter what your opponent is doing and be a bit more controlled than just hoping that something comes out of your security. But the counter timing is currently only on Digimon cards. And I think in the future, we'll probably see maybe a few option cards that also have effects that you can trigger at the counter timing. Obviously, they won't be Blast Digivolve, which is currently the only effect that triggers on counter. Please excuse the hooligan in the background. Um, But I think we'll see some kind of effect on an option card specifically, not a Tamer, because I think Tamers just work in a different way, but on an option card that has a counter timing. It seems like the game is leaning into counter. There's a large number of Ace Digimon coming down the pipeline in future sets. So obviously we're not going to move away from that sort of counterplay gameplay. And I can see some variation of an option card with counter play this card. So that kind of effect. I think it will cost extra memory to do that or it might have some other limitation or just be a really weak effect. Although that's kind of dangerous just counting on the effect isn't that good. I think they need to limit it in some way because otherwise it it could easily be very dangerous for the game, but I think it's something that it's clearly the kind of thing that Bandai wants to do. The game has the technology, and I think it's a logical next step from the Ace Digimon. So that's one thing I think we might see eventually. Uh, the second thing I think we will probably see in the game is an officially supported block format. So currently the Digimon has one official format, which is every card except the cards on the limited restricted list are able to be used. No matter how old the card is, you can use it in your deck. But we all know that Bandai has introduced sort of block numbers on the cards. So cards from a certain point have 0-1 on them. And then I think we've got 0-2 and even 0-3 now. Little numbers that don't have any gameplay effect. They're just denoting certain blocks of cards. And I think the reason Bandai has introduced that 
although they haven't done anything with it yet, I think what they're going to do is eventually they're going to introduce a block format. So the card pool is just getting bigger and bigger because we never get rid of cards. They never age out. So we're getting more and more cards and it's going to get harder and harder with more and more cards to keep everything balanced. You're going to, Eventually, there will be just so much to think about with trying to keep everything balanced that I think it might get too difficult. And so Bandai will introduce a format where they might say you can only play cards with block numbers on them. So if your card doesn't have a block number, if it was never printed in a set that gave it a block number, it can't be used. Or they'll say, here's a format. You can only use sets from block cards from block one. So they have to have that zero one on them. You can't have cards with no block number. You can't have twos or threes. Got to be ones. And I think that'll be officially supported, that kind of format. I don't know that it will ever be the main format. I think Bondi is pretty married to the concept of the eternal format, we'll call it, where every card is legal. Um, I think that's going to be the default format forever. I think they're still going to design for that. They're still going to treat that as the main format. But I wouldn't be shocked to see a block format become officially supported and see events around a block format. And maybe it became becomes a secondary format for them. So because that will allow more people to be included, you don't need as big a card pool, and it will allow them to tweak different formats and have a bit more control over them and try different things as well. And then the final thing I think we're going to see, and I would call this a slam dunk prediction. We will definitely see this. A Digimon with 18,000 DP or higher. For a while, we thought that 15,000 DP was going to be the maximum. It seemed to be the peak. And then we got a 16,000 DP Digimon. And then we got Shoutmon Cross 7 Superior Mode, and that's got 17,000 DP. So clearly Bandai isn't averse to pushing that DP envelope. They're happy to push it higher and higher. And the reason I would call this prediction a slam dunk is because they've already shown that they're willing to break that limit. It's not a hard limit. If they have a card they think will fit it, they're willing to go above 17,000 printed DP. They're willing to go above, you know, whatever the maximum is right now. So I think this isn't so much if we get an 18,000 DP or higher Digimon, but when. Because it's an easy go-to for Bandai, right? To make a card that's splashy and exciting, to print a big number on it. That card is instantly going to grab the eye. So I think this is definitely going to happen. Maybe not next year, this year, but wouldn't be surprised to see it before 2025, you know, or in 2025, let's say. So those are the things that I predict that we will see in the game. I also wanted to go over some things that I predict we won't see, things that I don't think are ever actually going to happen. Because that could be interesting too especially when we look at the reasons why I think these things might not happen. So the first thing I think we won't see, my first prediction that is not going to be added to the game, a card that costs over 20 memory to play. I think the 20 memory limit is pretty well baked into the game with the way that the memory gauge works. 20 memory with the way the memory gauge works is the absolute most that you can pay for a card. If you start with 10 memory, you can pay 20 and that puts your opponent on 10 that's the most you can pay for a card. Any higher than that, it becomes impossible to play without some kind of built-in reduction to bring it below 20. And at that point, you're just making the card complicated for the sake of having that big number on it and for the sake of being exciting. And I just don't think that juice is going to be worth the squeeze. 20 feels like a hard limit in the game. And I would be very, very shocked if we ever go past that. We'll see cards with 20 because that's, you know, eye-catching and cool but we won't go past it. 
The second thing I don't think we're going to see is a tamer with a security effect other than play this card without paying the cost. And that's because this feels like the way Bandai wants tamers to work is just when you reveal a tamer from your security, you put it into play. That's simple. They all work the same way. You don't have to think too much about it, especially with security Digimon and security effects on options and all that other stuff going on. If It feels like if they wanted tamers to have different security effects like that, we would have seen it by now. I don't think we're ever going to see a tamer with a printed security effect on the card other than play this card. Now, they're clearly doing security tamers, which have effects that you might like to come up out of security on play effects that might come up out of security, like might be good if they come up out of security, that sort of thing. But I don't think we're ever going to see a security effect on a tamer that says anything other than um, play this card without paying the cost. Because I think it's just, it messes with the formula too much. It's going to be too much to track. And I just don't think it's worth it because we have other cards and other types of cards that can do that. It's just cleaner to have all tamers work the same way. And the final thing I predict we are never going to see, and this is my slam dunk for things that we won't see. I think this is just far and away. We'll never, never, never see this. An eighth color. Currently, the game has seven colors. Red, yellow, green, blue. Don't know why I did in that order. Black, purple, white, right? Don't forget about white, seventh color. We can see on Future cards, and even on, I think, the Wargreymon Ace and Metal Gururumon Ace that were released alongside Versus Royal Knights have this as well. Um, we're seeing a color wheel being added to the play cost and the Digivolution cost. And the way that that works is it's got seven spaces around it. Each space corresponds to one of the colors. And if the card is that color, then on the play cost, uh, the wheel sort of has that color, that space colored in and it's always in the same position on the wheel every time so every red card has that red spoke of the wheel colored in and it's the same on each red card that is just the the spoke that is red that represents red and i really like this because it kind of helps colorblind players or people who might struggle to pass the different colors because it gives you another indicator of what color a card is because otherwise there's no way to know what a card is if you can't tell what color the card is by looking at it, by seeing the color, you're out of luck. There's no symbol, there's nothing. So I'm really excited about this. I think it's really cool. That wheel has seven spokes. So I think the implication there, what Bandai is saying is seven colors is the maximum. It's not to say that they couldn't introduce an eighth color. They couldn't put in like orange I guess is really the one color that they haven't used. But the color wheel is showing that it's not on their radar. The entire point of that is to make it easier to tell what color a Digimon it is, what color what color a Digimon is, and what color a Digimon Digivolves from. And if they want to change that now in the future, they have to add a whole extra section on the wheel. It's going to change positionally where all of the other colors are on the wheel it changes the way the graphic looks it makes it just that much harder to use because instead of looking at the wheel and being like ah yep that section is shaded in this is a red card now you have to look at it count the number of spaces see so you know oh is this from after they introduced the eighth color does it have eight spaces yep okay so that means that actually red is here rather than here it's not quite the same it's just too difficult right it's just way too much work they're kind of really tied into the six colors six is we've seen that in other in lots of their games as well so bandai clearly loves the six color thing 
Plus, I think the, the colors pretty much cover everything they want to do in the game. And introducing a new color later also means, um, the other reason I don't think they're going to do this, releasing another color later. We've had seven colors or six main colors, one support color since the inception of the game. Those colors have been getting new cards since the start of the game all the way up to now. That's 13 main sets and four supplementary sets plus all the promo cards and whatever. That's a lot of cards. If they introduce a new color now, it gets what one set to get new cards. Are we only are we going to have a set that is only that color so that it gets up to speed with everything else? Is it going to work in a different way? We've kind of already got white to be the supplementary color that works in a different way that doesn't do the same thing. Why are they going to add a different color? Like it just wouldn't happen. This is a slam dunk. I don't think we're ever going to see an eighth color. I'll eat my hat if we see an eighth color because I'm so certain that it's just not something Bandai wants to do. And those are my predictions. So what do you think about these predictions for the game? Do you agree with my predictions for the things we're going to see, the things we're not going to see? Um, do you disagree? Do you think, no, we're definitely going to see that, Connor. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm, there's going to be an eighth color. You're wrong. Um, there's never going to be an 18,000 DP Digimon. They just won't do it. I would love to hear about it. So obviously our listener question of the week are what is one prediction you have for the future of the game? Either something you think will be added or something you think will never be added or just an agree or disagree with one of the ones I've said. Uh, Let me know if you have an answer to that listener question or if you just want to get into contact, you can tweet at me at Connor EFMG. You can join our Discord server or you can email me memorygagepodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. I am always happy to hear from you listeners. If you want to subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay up to date with the next couple of episodes until we get up to episode 100, we're on pretty much all podcast services. So that is a thing that you should be very easily able to do. And don't forget Two important things to remember. One, if you want to be a part of the episode 100, you've got to submit your message in one of those three ways. Email me, memorygagepodcast.gmail.com, needs episode 100 message in the subject line, or reply to the episode 100 thread on the Discord, or reply to the episode 100 message on the post in the Facebook group. Get those in before September 8th, because that is going to be our cutoff. And don't forget to tune into twitch.tv slash Connor EFMG on Friday, September 15th, 7 p.m. EST, or for Oceania, Saturday, September 16th, 9 a.m. AEST, for our special booster version 1.0 box opening stream where I'm going to break the Gallopmon curse. Hope to see you there. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.